0: It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store. From your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. The morning news on 710 KURV. Top newsmakers. Here's Sergio Sanchez. T-minus 10 days to Christmas
1: Eve. Look at that. 10 days would be Christmas Eve. You're going to see those red kettles from the Salvation Army office out there somewhere at high traffic areas. Please consider giving a a little extra, (laughs) consider giving a lot extra if you can, to those red kettles at the Salvation Army. The one and only family shelter in Hidalgo County is the Salvation Army office. Keith Patridge, the director of McAllen Economic Development in studio. So let's start with... The year in review, Keith, as you know, we, normally we have these conversations about companies that came here and jobs created here and in Reynosa. Uh-huh. Uh, we probably should start there for folks working for a living. Tell me a bit more about this through the years, the symbiotic relationship that McAllen economic development and manufacturing leadership in Reynosa, this relationship that you have, because you're pushing for factories sometimes to set up shop there and then open up logistics here and jobs created on both sides. So let's start. Let's start there.
2: Well, and yeah, you're right. I mean, we're, this is now 36 years that I've been doing this here in McAllen, Reynosa. Wow. Uh, during that time frame, we've uh, have helped over 850 companies locate in the area and created over, which have created over 200 and about 260,000 wow. direct jobs mm-hmm. uh, between both sides. And of course, there's a symbiotic relationship between Mexico and the U.S. that, we all talk about all the time uh, when Mexico hurts we hurt when they're doing well we do well and vice versa so uh, that's what we've always focused on ever since MEDC was created and uh, we've seen changes over the years early on we saw companies that were uh, you know would come in and we there were years that we brought in 50 to 60 companies a year that created uh, you know thousands of jobs Uh, because most of those companies at that time were very labor intensive and so the mexico side it wasn't unusual for a plant to have two three thousand employees at the beginning Mm -hmm. Uh, now we have a lot of companies that have two or three thousand but a lot of them are now using ai uh, their automation robotics in addition to the operation for example just last week we went to the ribbon cutting on a company that this is now Plant 5 in Reynosa. And uh, we have a lot of those companies that have five, six, uh, seven uh, different facilities uh, that are producing products over there. What is interesting is this company, Plant 5, will be producing a product that the company has never produced before that was designed and is being built in reynosa mexico so you can see how over those years we've gone from what was traditionally a an assembly type of operation where the people would sit there and pass the product down and have a, a product, a finished product at the end of the line. We're now actually doing a lot of design work. We're now doing a lot of uh, of uh, really creating new products here. So, uh, and as we continue to see that evolution, why it, I, we're probably going to see fewer initial employees coming in, but they're going to be higher skilled, which is what we're really looking for. And And higher paid. And higher paid. That's exactly right.
1: Keith Patridge is the director for McAllen Economic
3: Development, joining us here at 710K URV, also at Facebook Live. Keith, uh, you made some comments that that caught my attention. Uh, Some very pertinent remarks this week, I believe, at one of the EDC's many symposiums about and this is valley centric, but not only the necessity, but the urgency of the need of the valley to work together as one region when it comes to economic development. Could you could you reiterate those? Uh,
2: absolutely. It's uh, you know for years and years uh, when you see the really the areas that are very effective and that are growing very quickly, they tend to be in most cases one primary city surrounded by smaller uh, suburbs or things like that. The valley is unique because we have a lot of cities that are actually not that far apart in size. And so I think in Hildago County, we have, what, 32 municipalities, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then when you add those that are in Brownsville, Star County, and Willacy, you have a lot of municipal Entities And they all tend to be doing the same thing, which really kind of gives a disjointed, um, uh, not organized or focused development. And I think that's really partially why we have our development has been slower in coming than what it, it should have been. And so we we've had over the my 36 years, basically, that I've been working here. Uh, we've tried a lot of these regional efforts, and they have, for the most part, failed. And a lot of it has to do with everyone is wanting what their portion of the of the pie is, mm-hmm. and if they don't see it, or a regional organization, which really should be focused on bringing people into the region. Not necessarily picking winners and losers among communities,
3: but because just going you do out. that, and
2: every everybody will will prosper. Absolutely, it also saves a lot of money because oh. when you start looking at a trip to China or a trip to Europe uh, to really be effective, those are very costly, and there are a lot of cities in the valley that can't afford it. Mm-hmm, you know that mm-hmm. just did not in their budget, and the ones who can. Um, it doesn't make sense for each one of them to come in because we've made a lot of trips uh, overseas. We go to China, or we've been going to China for a long time. We went to Japan. We have 23 Japanese companies now that are located in McAllen. Yeah, they're and chamber
1: of commerce, by the way. And well. they
2: have their own chamber of yeah, commerce. They have their own Saturday <laughs> school. So, <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I mean, we have uh, – yeah. so the, all of those have developed, but um, that was – costly. Now, we've always had the support of our political leadership in McAllen. We've always had the support of the business leadership in McAllen to allow us to do that. But it really, when we go there, they have no idea where McAllen is. Mm -hmm. They want to know about the region. Can the region support what they need to be successful here? And so when they look, they're looking at a much larger region than where the city limits signs are, they don't care. Yeah. And so what? What we are trying now, and and I my kudos to uh, the Valley Partnership. Right. Yeah. Uh, we also though also have uh, CoStep, which is a private organization, yeah. self-funded. Uh, I am the the chair of one of the foundation uh, partners there, mm-hmm. and what we end up seeing is what I'm afraid of is if we don't really start looking at how we combine our efforts and we identify what we need to be doing each one of some area responsibility is we could see it fail again Keith, and I'm just encouraging them not to do yes, that. Sir.
1: Keith Patridge is the director of economic development never before have we seen the opportunity for prosperity like we see now where the billions at the port of Brownsville for it liquefied natural gas that's project number one project number two on the way uh, the Elon Musk, the richest man on the planet, is here on a regular basis. Now he's got this massive factory. Brownsville leadership got an update. This guy's going to have like a million square foot, feet of, of business space and production here in the near future. That's what they're shooting for. That's what the GM said. And with the educational assets that we do have, at the, even at the school districts, where they're trade and technology teaching, we've never had this. Opportunity for prosperity like we've ever seen before. Is it time now? Look, we're number one when it comes to university system, Cameron County, Yavapai County. We're one when it comes to transportation. I like transportation funding. We're one of the top five because right? we're pushing. How about one? One uh, statistical area. One M one metropolitan statistical area for us to sell ourselves as one to the world. What, what do you think?
2: I think I think we're ready for it. Uh, early on, when I first started, we weren't, because you, you could, as you drove up and down the valley, there were distinct developed areas, and there were a lot of open areas. And so it really wasn't, we weren't ready. We are ready now. I, I agree. I think we really have to look at Presenting the valley as a as a regional organization, uh, I think we also need to be looking at things like uh, water systems, sewer systems, uh, utility type systems. Maybe looking at uh, at merging those into bigger systems where uh, each individual entity doesn't have a a sewer plant or water plant two miles away from one another uh, where we start looking at maximizing the amount of money we have to really handle the growth because we are in a position now until the political leadership in the valley which is doing a great job I'm not being critical of anyone they're doing an excellent job but it's just so costly anymore I mean when you look at uh, the uh, the uh, second causeway is what between 700 million and a billion
3: dollars for that yeah when you start looking at finally those. admitted that the Cameron County you know can't afford it by itself <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
2: And so we really need to be working together. We also need to be, I think, lobbying uh, much more actively at Washington and in in Austin, um, because while a lot of people know who we are, they don't know what we want or what we need. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to be doing a better job of that, which this regional organization should be doing, because they should be representing everybody yeah, and there. And I
1: bet so. the nearshore opportunities right now, the phone's ringing off the hook for you, and... Uh, Maybe you're looking at it with a little bit of frustration because we need to unify faster to try to capture some of that low-hanging fruit.
2: Well, uh, uh, there are other issues that we got there, like um, buildings availability and things true. like that. Well, thank you to Mr.
1: Is, Spalmer because he it got the little industrial park. Well, we need to multiply that by how many times, would you say, in order to help meet the the need? What is it, 140 acres, Mr. Spalmer? Is, is uh, it's
2: about 100 and – I think about 128 acres okay. uh, when we had the groundbreaking okay. here.
1: so just – Multiply that by how much would you say? Uh, how, how many more of those do we need in order for EDC, local EDC offices well, to say, to yeah, give go you, there?
2: <laughs> to give you an idea, this year uh, in 2023, it looks like we're going to finish the year with about uh, with 10 commitments for uh, 5,420 jobs. This is in McAllen and Reynosa. And 794,000 square feet of space. And uh, a capital investment of about $100 million. Okay. Right. But we have, uh, we also now are currently working 23 companies. And when I say actively working, that means we're on the phone with them almost daily, working the project, answering questions, getting information for them for their research. And what we find is that they will require 2,968,000 square feet of space. Now, in the total availability of buildings in the market, it's 300,000 square feet now. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you can see, and part of why we only have 10 companies is that we have companies coming in and... When they are looking for space, they want space. Like now you can't say, "Well, we can build it for you, and you can take possession in a year or a year and a half." No, they that want won't work. Now. They go someplace else mm-hmm. at that point. So right. we are we are actually losing companies because we can't oh, provide locations. Goodness. We oh, lost oh, a half a goodness. billion dollar project uh, because we did not have a building uh, for them. All right, Keith. Uh, on that happy note. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas
1: <laughs> to you, too. <laughs> I hope we quickly find a solution to put some spec spots out there, spec locations, and be ready to grab some of that uh, business quickly at it this way and answer some of those calls. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. Keith Patridge with McAllen
0: Economic Development. It's called the Radio app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio.
1: Download the free app for 710 KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710-K-U-R-V. Only at Radio Para Mi. Download it. It's free. It is indeed an honor to introduce to you a new friend. I'll call him a new friend who I met just a few months back at the McAllen Cultural Festival in McAllen that had an economic development branch to it. He was presented as one of the local titans of South Texas business. An investor, expert in logistics, export and import, Joaquin Spalmer. Joining us here in studio, 710K URV, and at 710K URV Facebook Live. We're doing the the Facebook thing right now. Merry Christmas. Welcome. How are you, sir? Thank you. Thank you, Sergio. Thank you for having me. Well, for folks driving around town, taking what Kios to school and going to work right now, tell me a little bit about yourself, your companies, how many people you employ in the area, a little bit of, of your history.
4: Okay, very good. Uh, well, I got here back in 1982. Uh-huh. I went to Pan American university. I'm a finance and marketing major. Okay. And I was very blessed and lucky because when I finished school, uh, Mexico has just signed the GATT agreement, the General Agreement of Studies and Trades. And that's when Mexico opened up the borders. Yeah. So being at the border, when Mexico is opening up, it was, it was just great. Uh, following the gut, Mexico signed and the US signed the North American trade agreement. Mm-hmm. And ever since McCann has been booming. McAllen, Reynosa, Bronzeville, all of the border has been a better place to do business and a better place to a better place to prosper. So
1: you have import, export. We do, we, do, we
4: do import exports. We have a logistics uh-huh. company. We, we also sell produce. We distribute cotton throughout Mexico and throughout the world. Very well. We do, um, we do uh, industrial <laughs> development. We,
1: we, have, we had um, Keith Patridge from McAllen Economic Development in the studio yesterday. Very uh, good, friend. You've been in the news of late because you're investing in a new, uh, a new park, a new commercial park. Right, 130 acres, something like that? That,
4: that is correct. Yeah. We, we, we have worked, I've been, a, I was a member at the McAllen Economic Development Corporation for, for about 15 years, mm-hmm. and we learned a lot. A Keith was, is uh, um, a very good uh, teacher to, to all of us. And we, we have had some trade missions with, with him, and with Ralph, and with the team. We have gone to South Korea, to China, to different places. And believe me, uh, uh, what what he set out to do is just perfect. You need to go out there, look for the businesses, and you need to promote the valley. That's, that's the main message. No?
1: Import Export Pro Joaquin Spalmer joining us in studio at 7Cent KURV and Facebook
3: Live. Yeah, Mr. Spalmer, so a recent summit that you spoke at at STC, it was titled CEOs Unite, Let's Get Uncomfortable. Do you That's think your idea. remarks accomplished that <laughs> to, to the <laughs> local leaders? Well, I hope so. I hope and, so. The idea is. Talk about those remarks.
4: W- we need to leave um, politics aside and we need to put everybody to work. And we need to, to pinpoint what, what, what is not working out. You have a, a very talented community of economic development or, uh, organizations, mm-hmm. you have a very talented businessman. You have a great uh, banking side of the sector everybody's great but we are not doing anything together everybody is doing everything apart
3: in terms of promoting the valley uh, as a region or
4: in terms of promoting the valley it doesn't work when you go out there and you start promoting any any city any small city Granjeno, uh, uh, or Alamo it doesn't work we all need to promote the valley. A promoting issue of the city separately doesn't resonate mm-hmm. with any uh, companies or business leaders anywhere in the world. We need to promote the valley.
3: So, how does the valley fix the problems as you see them? What What do leaders need to do now that that they're not doing? And, and do you see it? Do you see it starting to change anyway?
4: I believe everybody thinks that this is the right path. Mm-hmm. Everybody, any anyone you talk to, uh, Victor Perez, Ramiro Garza, Teclo, everyone. You have right. very talented people here. And everybody thinks that we are not doing enough because we are doing everything separately. Mm-hmm. If we unite, if we do um, one, re- uh, the concept of
3: one, voice one region,
4: region, one voice, uh, we all think, and they all think that it's gonna just, we are gonna get a better result we're gonna get more money f- more more back for mm-hmm. the money invested no? mm-hmm.
3: how do you do that though how how do you get getting everybody-
4: people uncomfortable it's pushing a little bit okay. uh, sometimes it's, it's harder for 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 a public figure to 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 push this way and it's very easy for a private person like me to to say whatever I want right. uh, 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 I think that the, the my job and the job of any other uh, uh, private uh, businessman out there. I think our job is to get everybody organized and 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 get
1: get better results. Yeah, we were touching on this with um, Keith Patrick yesterday on the program. Local industrialist Joaquin Spammer, import expert pro for of many years, and we're talking about uh, the unity of not only on the. Uh, economic side, but also the political side, and see if we could sell this region as one. The, uh, the issue of one metropolitan statistical area has been tossed around for the longest time, where Cameron County, Hidalgo County, they need to be counted as one statistical area. We already are one, as we mentioned, at the university level. There's one university, Brownsville and Edinburgh is one, UTRGV. One area when it comes to metropolitan planning, Or <coughs> you know the, the highway dollars, the road dollars, we're one already. And maybe that's the next push. Maybe have somebody like the Valley Partnership and local top leaders crack that whip with politicians, with census, with whomever up in D.C. so that we get everything rewired so that it is the RGV, Metropolitan Statistical Area. Agreed. Yeah, something like that where we can sell it. Now, one thing that we are missing, and Keith talked about this toward the end of the conversation, which has been an old story. And you're helping out. With your personal investment, with the hundred and thirty-some odd acre uh, industrial park that you're building, but we need that. It seems like we need that times ten, or maybe. No, we have it.
4: Yeah, we have it. We do have it. There has been, and when, uh, when I did uh, the, um, my groundbreaking at, mm-hmm. at the Macallan in Industrial Park, I mentioned it, and actually went ahead and mentioned each one of my competitors. You have very, very strong, very. Um, Uh, good uh, industrial uh, developers in town. You have uh, uh, Aquiles Garza. You have uh, uh, Phil Dyer, Carlos Canales. You have Elio Botello. He has been building industrial sites here for the past 30 years. Uh, You have uh, uh, Mr. Castillo, Daquilum. You have a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And actually, we counted about 1,700 acres already urbanized on, on an industrial land. Yeah ready to build. So all of these competitors of man, they already have plans to, uh, b- b- let me give you another one, Andres Suniga uh-huh. He's been doing uh, industrial development for 30 years. All of these guys are already, uh, they already have plans, they're breaking ground, they're putting buildings up. Good. And, and uh, believe it or not, I think we can, we have already land, ready to build up to a 20 million square feet of industrial warehouse space, from a, a how many gram, million square feet? 20 million. 20 million. That's how, how Do we Do you content.
1: think it's will be built? It's like that baseball movie. built it <laughs> and they will come, right? Do you think we will have that in the next 12, 24 but, but, months? But, but, or
4: probably like in, the, in the next 10 years. or oh, the As next a, 10 years. 10 years. Okay. I think that, for example, uh, Roma is doing a great industrial park uh, uh, with an investment mm-hmm. of a very uh, intelligent businessman, Abram Tanush. So you see all these People making the effort, putting the money, because it's not easy. In order to do um, an industrial uh, uh, acre ready to be built, mm-hmm. it costs $150,000 an acre. And
3: Is that where you're going to have to go, do you think? Uh-huh. Are you going to have to go west uh, to, f- to get the land that's available?
4: I, personally, I think there is land all over, all over the Rio Grande Valley. Yeah. Okay. All okay. over. And north of the uh-huh. cities, too. At the bridges, too. There's toward a, the cities, yeah. in Edinburgh, everywhere. I think we're ready. I think the, uh, the investment has been made. All these businessmen have invested a lot of money. We have yeah. the industrial parks ready, and, and they are ready to start building up. And, uh, from one year to the next, I think you're going to see 1.5, 2 million square feet Good. built here
1: yeah, in the valley. That was the number that Keith said yesterday. Man, we missed out on a half-million-dollar venture coming to the area because there was really no warehousing or no industrial space for them. And he said, we fell short about 2 million square uh, feet um, uh, of industrial space, so we should, we could have landed a lot more industry as a result. It's like they're running, they're running from Asia, they're running from China, they're running back to the U.S. And the phone's ringing, and we it, we it, we can't build it fast enough. But what, from what you're telling me, seems like the fo- the folks with the capital and the land, they understand this. They're going to try to build as quickly as no,
4: possible. We we took the message well yeah. about a, a year ago. Everybody started making the investments. I think we're accomplishing what. Keep told us to do yeah. in, in a sense, and what uh, uh, the other, the major uh, Ambrosio was also pushing us to to make an investment. I think we're doing it. I think we're going to accomplish it. And 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 now I think that the supply side has been uh, fixed. Okay, and, and uh, we're gonna be you're gonna see buildings being built, and and I think we're gonna be able to supply whatever demand All right. is out there. Now, what I think we need to do is get ourselves organized to bring more industry to the area. And I just mentioned the other day, I I just thought of calling it the uh, Rio Grande Valley Industrial Revolution. Because for the most part, this has been a a distribution uh, hub, not -hmm. not so much an, an industrial hub. And I think it's time to change that.
1: Yeah, and it is changing quickly.
4: I think that that we all put an effort together and we offer what we have here at the Valley. Uh, I think we can accomplish that.
1: Of the 2 million um, square feet that might be coming up soon, might be available soon for industrial space, would you call it... Uh, a spec property, or is it working in conjunction with the tenants that have committed to, to the area? Because it's it's the spec properties that we need, where somebody calls, says, I'm ready to go, I just need to plug in, and I'm going to hire people. And, and that's what Keith says, where we're losing out on people that are going to Houston, San Antonio, because there's there's structures up there ready to host.
4: Industry. Yeah, I, I, it's a combination. For example, we're doing uh, one one building, 142,000 square feet in, in a small pocket park that we have in FAR uh-huh. is a spec building, and we're doing 160,000 spec building in McAllen. And we have a lot of land with a lot of projects for a build to suit, and we're promoting both. We're promoting the, what, what is, already, is already in in the plans of, to be built, and uh, uh, any other build to suit, and I believe most of my competitors are doing the same. They are building uh, some warehouse as a spec warehouse, and they're ready to catch and and find any opportunities out there
1: for a a build-to-suit. That's good to hear, sir. It'd be nice to know that uh, they're getting off the freeway and parking here instead of going north to San Antonio and Houston in the near
0: future.
4: Here in the Valley, we have a a unique situation. We have the talented workforce. Uh, uh, I believe that UTRGB and South Texas College with my friend Richard, has done a very good job. I think uh, you cannot find the perfect mi- mixture of uh, a, a, a very inexpensive land, low construction costs, mm-hmm. very uh, strategic location, talented workforce. You cannot find it anywhere else. Yeah, and as you mentioned. Yeah. And actually, you yeah. may uh, uh, let me add that. That's what the governor said. He said that the fastest-growing region in South Texas is going to be in Texas. It's going to be South Texas, and it's going to be led by the Port of Bronzeville. They're going to have a, a, a terrific job, and I think we just need to to uh, wake up early in the morning and <laughs> <laughs> put the effort. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the opportunity is there, yeah, but is. we need it's to amazing. grab it. Never we, we need to go out there yes, and sir. grab it.
1: Yes, sir. Well, thank you for stopping by. Yeah. Merry Picture Christmas. Bright.
4: Yeah, correct. Excuse me.
1: Future looks bright. Very bright. Yeah. Very bright.
4: And for the valley, more than any other yeah. region in the state. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. The fu- like the governor said in that meeting, uh, with a one valley, one voice, uh, one region, one voice. One region. One region, one, region, one voice. Uh, the future of Texas is the valley. Yeah, I yeah, believe so. It's all right. So. Thank you, Mr. Spammer. We're putting a lot
4: of money into that one Well, concept, here, so. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Thanks Thank for stopping you. My, Thank you, guys. Stay in
1: touch. We'd love to hear about new projects and uh, new arrivals in, in the near future. I will. I will. Joaquin Spammer. Thank you, Sergio. Thank you, guys. Thank you, sir. Joaquin Spammer on 710 KURV. I
4: love your show. Hello. Hello.
5: That's right. Yeah. You live and you learn. Exactly right. right. This is our country. Use
2: your heads on this stuff. Bingo.
5: Sick of the talking heads. I agree with you. Talk, talk, talk,
2: talk, talk. Hello? Hello? Yes, I'm here. I'm just listening. Yes.
3: No? Yeah. No. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Everyone is so smart. They are so dumb.
2: Who is she the, the judge? judge?
0: Stand up to do something. Thank you. The Valley's only news talk station. News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the Best of the Valley's Morning News. Here's Sergio.
1: A status report on development in the Rio Grande Valley. It's, I mean, we're getting close to describing this area as Boomtown USA. If it's probably appropriate to describe it already. The Rio Grande Valley is happening. So much industry coming here. So much opportunity. Everybody's excited from the medical sector, to Port of Braswell, uh, folks in manufacturing as well. Let me bring in someone who's looking at this from the front lines of development. Also, part of the local partnership, the uh, Chamber of Commerce, the RGV partnership of uh, South Texas, a few days back had a conversation on the status of real estate in, in South Texas. From folks at Killam Development, they're near the bridge here at Unsell Lewis and going to be developing a massive project. All this in preparation for the full tilt commercial traffic, Expected at Ansel Dues. welcome to the program, Rene Adrian Alcala with Killam Development. So a few days back, Rene, you guys had to sit down over the partnership talking about the status of the that, real estate sector, right? That, and, that's and correct. The state of the here.
6: real estate sector here in the Rio Grande Valley.
1: The way we are right now with so much industry and investment taking place. Let's start with infrastructure.
6: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's the, one of the key points that we need to look at uh, if, if we want to get growth, right? here, here in the, If we want to continue growing here, uh, in, in the Rio Grande Valley and uh, the, the the key sexy word we're hearing now is nearshoring which is yeah. uh, a, a reality nearshoring has been happening for a long time it's been it's been uh, uh, it's been in, 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 in the works for a while but it really it really accelerated during the pandemic yeah. we saw that right we saw empty shelves in the stores we saw um, em- empty uh, you know need for toilet paper need for yeah. everyday supplies right? Um, no, and then medicines as well. Medicines like the as well. Fever reducers, the antibodies. We, we
1: discovered masks. Yeah, personal protection yeah. equipment. It was pretty sad, and we just and, and that's just the beginning. We're barely, you know, computer chips, all that stuff. So oh yeah, stuff. we're the, right now trying to get some of that industry back, and they're coming on their own. I
6: they, guess they're 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 already coming. So what happened was, you know, people thought that you know stocking up the shelves was automatic, right? And then yeah. what what ended up happening during during the pandemic was. You know, it, it it showcased every link of the supply chain and how it's affected, and how they all need to work together to to to, to make uh, these shelves have products on them, right? So, um, we're we're in the prime position here in the Rio Grande Valley. Yeah. All the you know nearshoring, coming to Mexico. Um, we're right next to them, uh, so yeah, it, Matamoros and also the Reynosa, industrial parks, Nuevo Leon, even Monterrey. There we go. Yeah. So that I mean, mean. You, you see, the, you see the big investment. Well, no, just Nuevo Leon alone is uh, capturing. Has captured seventy six percent of all foreign direct investment to Mexico right now wow. uh, through New and through all their their uh, through all their doing. We have
1: opportunities here in South Texas. From we your do. perspective, the front line of development, you're with the Kill- Killam Group. You Correct. guys preparing for full throttle commercial traffic at, at the bridge. From your perspective, who needs to step it up because we have a lot of low hanging fruit, we do. and we should be capturing that industry for jobs in the valley and in Mexico.
6: We we do. Um, I think. Uh, Definitely. You know, the Anzalduas Bridge coming commercial is going to be a huge, huge help for the region. Um, you know, having two bridges, two important bridges like FAR, like Anzalduas, is going to be great. Um, I think, again, what we need to do here in the Valley is work as a region. We can't work isolated. McAllen looking for McAllen, Mission looking for McAllen. And I think we've been working towards that now. And I think yeah. there's been more cooperation. So. Um, uh, something that I heard a couple of weeks ago at an event I was at uh, that that uh, I went representing uh, Killam in Monterrey was there's that famous we've all heard of the Texas Triangle which is DFW Houston Austin San Antonio yeah. uh, you know which which has a 1.3 trillion dollar GDP but they were talking to me about it they go what about a South Texas Triangle San Antonio the Rio Grande Valley Laredo Corpus Christi Tamaulipas and Nuevo Leon mm-hmm. right You capture everything. You capture the investments in Nuevo León and Tamaulipas. You have the Rio Grande Valley getting some of that trade and some of that distribution, some of that logistics corridor. Laredo, I mean, they're number one. The access to 35... Um, San Antonio, Corpus Christi with mm. the Ports, Brownsville. It's its a no-brainer. So I would say yeah. that's what we need to focus on. That's and an interesting <laughs> vision. <laughs> yes, uh, San Antonio needs to – and San Antonio is doing that now with the a meeting with the South Texas Mayor Alliance. We have the San Antonio mayor coming down and talking about it. And I think they're, we're on the right track to doing that. And I just think we need to – Work as a region. Look at what those low-hanging fruits, like you said, since you are, which is which is that. You know, we're all we're all
1: because the phone's ringing, and, and I would hate to lose an opportunity That's for right. job creation in the area. And you know, because they got warehousing or square footage available in San Antonio or Houston or something like that. We, we got to step up our yeah, yeah. game. Uh, he's with the Killam Development Group. He's director of development over at Killam. Rene Alcala joining us.
3: Rene, when did the the, the mayoral meeting start to come about? The mayors of all of the most of the big Valley cities, and then also bringing in the mayor of San Antonio. When did all that start?
6: To I, I, I believe there's been two meetings now, uh, and it's 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 been in the past six months. There's been, I believe, two meetings. The last one they met in uh, in Mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, mayor Nori hosted uh, the meetings there, uh, and, and it's it's just interesting to see that, right? And I think we need to we need to bring in the the Mexican side too. Sure. You know, we we need to to show. The Rio Grande Valley, no one understands the Rio Grande Valley except for us that hmm. live here, right? But everyone seems to understand it better than we do. But, you know, we're, we're the people that live here. We're the people that see the everyday. And we see that tie that we have with Mexico. Whatever happens on the Mexican side affects us, and whatever happens here affects Mexico.
3: A lot of people see the Rio Grande Valley as something that is not, that it's not, and that's mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate. But um, you mentioned infrastructure earlier, too. So, so what do we need in terms of infrastructure uh, yeah. roads rail at the international bridges what's Water lacking and, and what's needed for upgrades
6: so I, I think uh roads and i think we see that here in the valley you know the roads are being up, upgraded highways are being upgraded which is great which we need to have uh you know that that interchange is great because that's that's your connection to to the north right laredo has 35 it's the the corridor from here to canada right from from laredo to canada mm-hmm. uh we need to have you know we need to make sure that our roads are ready for all that truck traffic that's going to be coming over right um and that process is underway that process right. is underway you know we we, we funding we, is there funding is there uh, we have great allies now you know, alex mead a local uh a, yeah, a, a local you know he's on, banker, the, on the yeah. Yeah, local banker here yeah. he's Uh, You know, good friend of of the Rio Grande Valley, obviously, is a son of the Rio Grande Valley. So he's he's on on uh, uh, on the board of TechStot. So that is all helping. I think what we really need to focus on is is making sure we continue with this push of the one region, one voice. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you said, the Valley, a lot of people say the Valley has not. But I think. Now people are, are looking at it. The Killums are are you know the Killam family investment here yeah. was one of them. Uh, you know they they the Killums have 100% uh, faith in the Rio Grande Valley and they're all in for the growth of the Rio Grande, and Grande in Valley. And
1: development and I, you know we hear about and they obviously see the opportunity like Killam Group mm-hmm. right? and they're putting the money where their belief is was in the valley. But then you got other titans in you know, like Cantu, mm-hmm. you got uh, Rhodes you yeah, got Mr. Spammer yep. in the news, for example, developing that industrial area. Yep. We need warehousing. We need structures yep. up because from what I hear from EDC guys is we're lacking that. We're lacking and space. And the phone's ringing and yeah. say, hey, do you have the square footage? Mm, no. And they start calling each other. hey, Edinburgh, do you have it? Hey, Wesson, yeah. do you have it? So that's that's. it seems that like we're at this crazy point right now with so much industry is coming back and the phone's ringing so much where maybe the titans of investment. Uh, they they've got their projects and they're yeah. seizing on the opportunity, maybe develop a little more, like 25% more, 30% more of empty space to capture any more. That,
6: yeah. That's so I'll, I'll speak in, on behalf of the Killam development. We have two industrial parks that we're finishing up right now. It's 175 acre and 115 acre. Um, the land has all been, uh, is all under contract. The thing is, when are we going to see those buildings go vertical? Some, you know, it's kind of like the perfect storm right now because yeah. of interest rates, building. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't help. Yeah. So that's also something where yeah. we've had some local uh, 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 businessmen say, hey, you know what? Maybe the bank should be helping or maybe there should be some more incentives for the building. That way we can have that square footage available. All right. Well,
1: well continued success. Thank you for thank making you very time much. to come over here. Uh, keep in touch. 'Cause we're hoping for very good things near future and maybe some out out of the box thinking when it comes to and creating a pool of, of capital, maybe even from the state of Texas yeah, uh, on the uh, on the part of the state of Texas to, to capture and you know, put a flight in other and, and capture Definitely. All the Thanks for having me. Thank I appreciate you for with Killam Development Bane Adrian Alcal.
0: It's called the Radiopotami app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store. From your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. We welcome Jonathan
1: Flores to the KURE studio, and last time he was with us, we were in the uh, temporary studio in McAllen, a oh, little closet there. Uh, he was uh, the police chief at Alton, right? So he does a segue to city manager at FAR. We've heard this before, where a police chief like runs the city. We've heard that from South Padre Island and other, other places like that, so... I'm guessing I, I need to tell my young one who wants to be an engineer. I said, "Well, get your civil engineer stuff, but you might be police chief as well." So he like, <laughs> like goes back and forth between these guys. Congratulations, Jonathan Jonathan Flores, new city manager for Far. Thank you very much. Uh, tell folks about your roots, uh, like yes. growing up and all that.
5: No, uh, it's been it's been wonderful to go back to the city of Far, my hometown. It's where I grew up. I graduated, you know, from the city of Far at P.S.J. North High uh-huh. School. Um, so it's great to go back and provide leadership to the to the hometown. It's a good feeling.
1: All right. Well, you got the they got the position. Have you had a chance to wrap your head as far as some of the major projects at the city?
5: Yes, absolutely. You know, I've been there for going on six months now, and and you know, so getting in there, immersing myself in the city and the different projects that are going on. You know, I'm I'm a fast paced individual, and it's a fast paced city with a lot of potential, a lot of things that are going on, a lot of major projects. So, um, really wrapping my head around those and and having an understanding of existing projects and then also coming up with future projects. It's, it's a, it's a great thing to
1: be able to do. Jonathan Flores uh, moves from Alton as a police chief, now the city manager of the city of FAR. What would you like to see in FAR
3: that's not in FAR right now?
5: So I think that, you know, there's always potential for improvement and we want to continue to see additional businesses come to the city of FAR and thrive and provide different opportunities for our community so that, you know, we can be a destination city where they, you know, don't have to go to other cities and they can stay in the city of FAR. And I think we're doing well in that arena. We just had Perry's Pizza open up. We have a ribbon cutting today for uh, Capote International and just different things, you know, a logistics company on the south side of FAR and just different things and different growth and just providing opportunities for the community.
3: Well, yeah, you know, FAR a few years ago made some waves when it got the Costco. It, uh, it snared the top gulf. Um, yeah. what, Companies, businesses, uh, type of companies and businesses uh, is that the city currently working to attract?
5: You know, right now, you know, our bridge is is doing exceptionally uh, well. It's you know we're working on different projects, such as our DAP projects, that are going to kind of open the door for for again, you know, the the egress ingress there at the bridge. So we're looking at, you know, like I said, we're having a logistics company that's going to be coming out today. And then again, just looking at, at different opportunities for more eateries, more entertainment, okay. different things that we can bring to the city to to again, just benefit the community.
3: What's the selling point of FAR? How do you market a city like FAR, which is, you know, it's pretty connected to McAllen, I guess, kind of like Alton was to Mission.
5: You know, I think that, again, we are we are a growing community, but at the same time, we still have that small town feel that I think is very attractive to people, you know, and, and I think that, you know, it's good to slow it down sometimes, and, and, and so we have that balance, and I think that's the best way that I can describe FAR is that, you know, we're 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 still, you know, we, we have a lot of amenities in the city, and we're still a large community, but at the same time, we're still small enough to where, you know, we're a very tight-knit community, and I think that's where it's at. But
1: growing, it? I'm sorry, Tim, I was going to say by growing by leaps and bounds. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: what's the population? Yeah. Uh, is it 2020?
1: No, I think we're north of 90 at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> Just a connection of 100,000 here, 150,000 there, 100,000 yeah. before you know it. My goodness, which makes Hidalgo County well over a million. No, absolutely. Now,
5: I and I think that's the unique thing about the Rio Grande Valley is that we have all these communities that are kind of intertwined. And so, again, working together with is key, you know, in partnering with other communities and being able to understand that our region, you know, when one of us succeeds, we all succeed. So,
1: Jonathan Flores is our city manager, our new city manager for the city of FAR, joining us in studio here at KURV. Where do we grow the city from here? Like in which, which direction? Where do you, you know, where do you burst out to?
5: You know, we're looking at developments that are happening on the north side of town, and also some developments on the south side of town. So there's still some opportunities there for growth. We'd like to continue to see some, you know, single-family residential come in. You okay. know, um, so are that, there
1: some? Are there hammers flying for that? Because I'll give you an example. Edinburgh. Last time we spoke with them, we need an update from them. Uh, Mayor was saying that yeah, we got like. Ninety some odd subdivisions, like hammers flying all over the place, things like that. Do you, is there a lot of construction right now? In yeah, farm? we
5: have we have some multi multi-family <clears throat> development. We also mm-hmm. have some single-family development in the pipeline, and we continue to see that folks wanting to come to the city of Far, and and that's a good thing. But again, that's where we focus on what are we providing to the community, right? And and it's you know looking at different businesses, different opportunities where we can provide all kinds of amenities. We want all those visiting or residing in our city to have a good, enhanced quality of life, and You know, obviously it starts with good public safety, it starts with good customer service at the employee level, Um, you know, and we've been focusing a lot on the leadership development for our staff members and customer service so that we can provide the best service to our community. And so all those things connected together, I think, make for a great place to come live and raise a family. Has Las Milpas taken off since the annexation? Yes, uh, you know, that the Las Milpas community is very uh, near and dear to our heart. There's a lot of growth out there as well, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of, you know, business growth out there as Just well. Just take a drive. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, if you drive out there, it's, it's completely different. A lot of, lot of uh, you know, it's grown over the last several years, and it's, it's an amazing thing to see.
1: Speaking of the uh, south portion of the city, the bridge is providing so many opportunities. You mentioned a little bit touched on the logistics, the investments the refrigerated warehousing and all yeah. that, uh, that likely is the low-hanging fruit to create more square footage, more investment, more jobs, is near the International Bridge.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that uh, that development that we're talking about, we're having the Capote Grand opening today, that's a 160,000-square-foot facility. Uh-huh. It's going to provide cold storage, dry storage, different warehouses, and, yeah, it's going to have create job creation. And, and there's a lot of opportunity out there, a lot of... Uh, square footed, a lot of land to, to continue to develop out there. And, and it's so important to our bridge and the operation. You know, our, our bridge does a wonderful job, and it's, a, it's a, one of the leading uh, ports of entry in the nation. So we're all connected to each that. other. Yeah.
1: Mission, McAllen, Edinburgh, FAR. Is there enough of a synergy between the economic development leadership, the city manager offices, to, you know, all the wonder trends. You guys lock arms, and we can move in one direction to try to seize, like, a big manufacturer, or some big industry to benefit the the entire region?
5: I believe so. I, you know, there's always opportunity for that, for partnerships. And, you know, I think that the mindset coming in is that, you know, we're one region and we need to continue to work together yeah. to to make sure that the, not just the city of Far, but the Rio Grande Valley yes, thrives. Because in we, key points,
1: it's there. You know, on the education side, the university covers the entire place, right, from yep. here to Brownsville. Uh, transportation issues, the mindset is towards one. But if if we could work together as one uh, th- there's a lot of industry coming back to the western hemisphere to mexico yeah. you know maquilas and, and here as well on the logistics side to complement that uh, i would imagine that's a that's an easy win for all of us uh, no, is I've, there uh, work be, taking place together
5: to, yeah to do there's that? a lot of collaboration in that arena where you know those discussions are had you know we we meet with our colleagues and certainly with our edc um you Know we have those conversations and yeah. look for you're always looking for your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? So, those are key discussions that we have to just continue to work to strengthen the region and do our part in the city to make this place better.
1: And with a city that's growing really, really quick, you need more water pipes, sewer pipes, you know, because that's that's your gig as city yeah, manager, right? Absolutely, uh, we need more cops, more fire people, all that. So, how much like how the budget budget. Does it? How much does it need to grow to keep up with all the infrastructure and the personnel demands that are now pressed at City Hall?
5: You know, we just we just passed our our budget not too long ago, and we're looking at approximately two hundred seventy-two million. Total operating budget. And those are some of the things that early on I came in right in the middle of budget season. So we looked at all that and to make sure that we're providing the best quality service to the community. So we did see some growth in our budget. And we anticipate that those trends are going to continue to as we as our community continues to grow. And we're going to make those decisions to make sure that we have the best public safety that we have. You know the best personnel out there, and adequate amount of personnel to service our, our community.
1: Well, success in 2024. Merry Christmas! Thanks yeah. for stopping by. No, thank you so much. Good for to, see me. Yeah, to see you again. Yeah, Jonathan Flores is our city manager for the City of Farr.
0: You're listening to the Best of the Valley's Morning News. Here's Sergio.
1: Status report on the evolution of workforce training and all the different college programs we have that continue to grow by leaps and bounds in in South Texas. From South Texas College, our president, Dr. Ricardo Solis, my goodness, with the evolution of industry and so so much different type of industry coming to South Texas, what can you tell us, Doug? Working people, driving to work right now, how are, how's the curriculum changing now? Uh, also working with uh, f- folks at Workforce, how you see it changing near future at South Texas College?
7: Oh, yes. Today's workforce uh, skills uh, are changing rapidly, and it's one that uh, we at SEC SCCR- are definitely at the forefront in designing and implementing and delivering programs and courses that are needed uh, by industry because our goal is that uh, every student that we bring in, that they have a viable option and a job available when they finish.
1: From skills that require, you know, like driving trucks, big trucks, commercial trucks, I would imagine other skills that deal with Mm -hmm. cutting or fusing steel, allied health, all all the medical stuff, that's going leaps and bounds in in, in South Texas, oh, are we going to require more investment from the state of Texas, like Texas workforce, like these block grants to get specific type of programs that are tailored to new industry coming to the area, like chip manufacturing or any other uh, high-tech mm-hmm. manufacturing? There's there's like mm-hmm. on the horizon this huge, um, it, it, huge employer that's coming to Hidalgo County. Of course, Cameron County mm-hmm. has its own thing yeah. as well. So w- what do you think?
7: Yes, there's, of course, some great uh, projects that are about to be announced at, Valley Wyvern, at, at the Port of Bransville and all the way, of course, over here into Mission and the McAllen area that are very exciting times. And these uh, industries, they have already met with us. Uh, they've made, they, they have done their homework. They have to do this way before they even look at the region and the infrastructure. They are now, of course, the first thing they do is look at okay, what, what are the skills, availability, the workforce, and most importantly, who are the workforce providers? In other, in other words, the institutions. And they look at that first because they look at the 20, 30 year horizon of how many uh, they want to see the pipeline of available workforce to be able to sustain their big investments that they're going to put in here. And uh, so, like you said, we are focusing on both health programs to sustain the demand for the health, the growing population, but more importantly, the immediate needs and the skilled workforce from advanced manufacturing to welding, uh, Mm -hmm. and of course, all the other programs that we have that are required. And we are integrating, this is very important, Uh, not only the hard skills that are needed in the, let's say, CNC and the manufacturing, but also the most important now is the soft skills. Because with AI coming in the very near horizon now, that's artificial intelligence, that is a big part now of what people can be used to re- to as resources. And so with these soft skills, from, that's from communication to teamwork to persuasion and the worst sales. Uh, these workers have to know a little bit about everything to be able to to work in these environments now, and that is what we're seeing uh, gl- globally. So we we are always making yeah. sure that all of these skills, these programs, uh, have have been integrated with all of these types of. Uh, yeah. Uh, skills in the in the program, so they can be. We can have a very well prepared workforce.
1: Well, I'm glad you bring up the issue of artificial intelligence because it you know it's be yes, right. all the rage in in academia and manufacturing business and yeah. development business and uh, in, in media right now. Everybody's talking about artificial intelligence, which uh, r- throws uh, another chainsaw in the multiple yeah. chainsaws that you're juggling yeah. right now to try to catch this chainsaw that could change things up considerably when it comes to many of these jobs. That some of these young people are being trained for right now, they might not be available the next decade as a result of computers, artificial intelligence uh, taking over a, a lot of these jobs. And yeah. and you mentioned the the soft skills that we need to emphasize. Dr. Ricardo Solis, President of South Texas College, yeah. joining me right now. We're looking at the amazing, like head spinning evolution that's taking place in the front lines of workforce yeah. training, soft skills. Let's define those, Doc, and how do we give our students at STC an advantage over uh, other folks that are coming to the area, coming to the market?
7: Yeah, the key is integrating both. Like you just said, the soft skills, uh, Those many times we take those for granted. Uh, but those soft skills, we need to accelerate uh, what they normally learn at a university setting. In other words, the teamwork, the, the writing, the math skills, the calculation skills. But most importantly, being able to communicate and, and basically, as we know it, a salesperson. It's that persuasion, if you want to call it, but really being able to convey uh, what, you're, what you're producing and, and, most importantly, be able to work in this teamwork environment and provide results. This is what the employers want. This is what they want to see, that the employees yeah. can have a vast array of skills, not only the technical ones to manufacture produce or to ship or calculate or box something, that they can be able to also use their analytical and their personal skills to do multi-work I, um, different kind of area. this wow. is what the employees are doing now and especially with as i mentioned ai that's going to be it and uh, it's not a threat some people look at it that way actually it's a benefit that we just know we need to learn how to live with it and include it actually use it as an asset uh, to be able to convey what you're trying to obtain and work faster And uh, we're not, we should not fear this, uh, but but automation, yes, some jobs will will go away, but that's because uh, it's about their return on the investment and they're look, but still the human work is still going to be always, always critical. So we are embedding all of those skills together with the workforce uh, programs that we have today.
1: Dr. Ricardo Solis, President of South Texas College, our guest.
7: The key is going to be able to bring the synergies of both uh, the hard and the soft skills together and be able to provide as we said results and that's what uh this the whole teamwork environment is going to bring and and all these different operations because there's so many different companies from vast areas that are coming that are looking very seriously to locate here in
1: the valley and And, uh, so yeah our big advantages our big advantage that we always have been able to sell for decades now in south texas is our young workforce and it can be an an educated workforce and we can draw talent not only Hidalgo, Cameron County, but it's from Starr County too. All these workios, all these kids—is a the campus at Starr County will that be growing near future in order to meet the workforce training out there? Instead of oh, absolutely.
7: Right yeah. I, I was just there yesterday. In fact, I spent all day and uh, with the leadership there. And uh, at Starr County, it's just going to be it's an integral part of the entire valley. And we're I'm, we're fortunate that SDC has six campuses uh, from the one, one area from Westlake all the way to. Star County, and that that campus is going to continue growing uh, because the west side is there's a lot of growth there, and we're so glad that we have a growing uh, campus there. And in fact, we right now are about to complete the expansion in three areas: uh, one in the nursing, and now the students there can be able to to complete their nursing program, the LVN mm-hmm. in Star County. But two, also the expansion of our automotive. And our manufacturing and our welding, uh, and uh, with with those operations, we're going to have more capacity. We're tripling the size of it, so it's very exciting that uh, we now that campus is going to be able to to uh, basically uh, respond to the needs of, as you mentioned, that young population yeah. that Star County yeah. in the West uh, the Hidalgo uh, brings.
1: We most definitely have the instructional resources. And the vision—I mean, with the, for example, the the apprenticeship program that we have uh, on on the nursing side, right? Like first ever in the country, yep. it's like we're leading the way for with things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that some some skill sets are easier to to teach within a year, year and a half, two years. Truck driving, weldings, but but then there's the ones that require just a bit more. There might be software based. They they might be more on the logistics side. And with industry coming here already, with Elon Musk, we got to find a way to. To put our kids on a path to, to go work, yeah. sop up those aerospace jobs down the street at, at SpaceX, the port yeah. with the natural a- energy, but also with potential aerospace here. We already know chip manufacturing is coming to the McAllen area. And the potential for an, yeah. uh, you know aerospace around here, my goodness, that's going to require maybe changing up the re- curriculum radically, maybe even employing more people at the college in order to meet that. So I just want to get your thoughts on that evolution.
7: Yes. Yeah. Well, all of those I concur, yes. uh, With all this development, especially with the chip manufacturers taking place, uh, we already have a company here, and uh, I'm I'm proud to say that the vast majority of their employees of this one company we have here, Soho, they are STC graduates.
1: Excellent.
7: And not only in the manufacturing but in the computers and and, and actually from other programs because, again, we test upon it. Our programs, we make sure we embedded everything not only a specific hard skill, but the soft skills. And they see it. In other words, they want to see students that have the basics, but that they have the, already the, the fundamentals so they can expand their learning at, at a setting. And I'm also glad you mentioned it about apprenticeships. That's another new component that was non existent, except for in very, <clears throat> very specific areas in construction, for mm-hmm. <clears throat> But now the apprenticeships are, have been growing. Uh, in other areas, uh, thankfully, because the Department of Labor and our, and our workforce, solutions, and together with STC, it's a complicated formula to put together to get the approvals, but uh, we've been able now to, as you know, uh, being the first uh, institution in the nation mm-hmm. to have uh, an apprenticeship and in the Registered Nurse Program, and we're going to go into other.
1: Thank you, Dr. Rick. Continued success. Dr. Thank Ricardo Solis, President, South Texas College. This is the only radio station in the Rio Grande Valley for the news and information you need to know. We are News Talk 710 KURV. Discover our Facebook page, 710 KURV, also Twitter. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and my email is Sergio at KURV.com. Thank you for listening to News Talk 710 KURV.
0: It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710KURV.